folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports. And I'll use my computer and just go in here. I'm going to check. Okay. What's up, guys? My name's Dave. Welcome to Too Much Dip, a very special edition of Too Much Dip. We are doing this uh, a little bit later than normal. Um, I've got KJ and Micah with me. As you guys know, KJ is uh, not local to uh, Travis County, Austin, Texas. So uh, we had a couple things come up. We had to shuffle the schedule, and unfortunately, Dylan has got parks today. So Dylan's going to sit this one out. And you're just going to have to ride with We Three Kings. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Monday night. What'd it do? You, you know tell the me, one day, Well, you know that one day I'll be a millionaire. I don't doubt that for a second. This just goes to show how rich I can get if you have hundreds of thousands to invest. I bought Tesla at $45 a share. Now it's 400 Something adjusted for a, for a stock split. <laughs> paid off initial investment, 400000 That's 3.2 mil. Annual return in the account, 11 1100%. So my real portfolio is still doing good. Money emoji, money emoji, money emoji, money emoji, money emoji, money emoji, smile emoji, smile emoji. I've got so many questions. Like, I assume his math roughly checks out. But the two parts that stand out to me are the hundred that if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest and then uh, my real you portfolio, if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest, that's a good place to start. That's true. If you invest $999,999 in me, I, you know, might make you a millionaire. This sounds like how Epstein got started. <laughs> uh, we're off to a flying start today. What a treat. What a weekend. You know? Speaking of which, I do owe you some credit, Micah. I had a conversation with my wonderful mother yesterday uh, in which she said, love the show, love everything you're doing, and, uh, you know, enjoy watching it on, on YouTube. And uh, so, yeah, I'm up to date on everything and, and the fact that they call you the Mocha Clappuccino. What's that all about? And I'm like, well, we'll just cut this conversation short there. Uh, Kai says hi, and I'll see you later. Oh, <laughs> Well, you're you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> did she like uh did she like your uh Crenshaw daughter's take? <laughs> I'm not sure if she's up to speed on every episode, but I'm sure when she gets there, uh she may uh, uh she may send me a message over that. She's she's listened to my crap for years and I don't know if it's good or bad, but the stuff that was going out on partial recall 3 4 years ago when lessons were in like the teens and hundreds uh, and there were no filters and I'm like talking about, you know, high school girlfriend action. Uh, I, I think, I think I've crossed all lines with what my mom's heard. Oh yeah. Once you, once you dip your foot in the content waters, it's hard to get oh, it yeah. dry again. I learned that there early on. Uh, man, what a power packed Monday we have for you. We've got masters. We've got the uh, National Basketball Association. We've got the NFL. Heck, we've even got some college football. How about that? Even some quick dips. We're going to do it all. But before we get into it, please do me a favor. Follow Too Much Dip on Twitter. That's dip with two Ps. And Too Much Dip Podcast on Instagram. Trying to get those social stats up. 
Do your thing, people. I would really like to bury absolute no content behind a swipe up story. Like, I just want to swipe up to lead you back to the homepage of the Instagram. So you can go back and, ever, and click that's hearts. That's all I've ever pages. wanted. <laughs> Please, the race to 10,000 followers is still on at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. <laughs> but I'm never going to get there unless I get your support too much. Dip, dip people, dippers. What, what, what are we calling the audience of this show? Uh, not listening enough. Fucking hit play twice out there, people. That's what I'm calling them. Seriously, tell hey, please tell a coworker. I want you to walk into your coworker's office and say, "Hey, check out this sports pod." Even if you don't even have a good relationship with them, let that be the icebreaker. It's the holidays. You're going to be around family, or you won't be. Even better, if you're not and you're doing Zoom Thanksgiving, fucking have us playing in the background until your mom's like, "Hey, what is that?" And you're like, "Oh, well, you know, one of the guys' moms likes it. You should listen." Boom. It's that easy. It's the Mocha uh, Clappuccino's mom. She <laughs> loves it. <laughs> it's a different MCM. <laughs> did you guys watch the masters? We what are, did. What are those? I, I'll speak the Royal. We, I did. I watched a lot of masters this weekend. It was tremendous. I can hear the, the theme music in my head right now as we talk about it, even though it's not playing. And I know that you all can as well. I, uh, percentage wise, I'd probably say I had it on about 50% of the weekend. Probably cut, I caught the vast majority. Uh, and it's been talked about a ton, but the masters app and their website for that sake, but the app far and away surpasses pretty much any other app that you have on your phone for a temporary basis. Aside from, I don't know, Tinder when you're out of town on a business trip, but like the quality of content that you can get from the app and follow your own group, see all the shots like really quickly and really easily is phenomenal. So I, I had the app going pretty much all weekend, but watching the entire masters, like, I don't know, about halfway. Yeah. Uh, it was on my home bar. I talked about this earlier. I had the masters app on my home bar in my thumb zone. That's how good it is. <laughs> I was, uh, I was as dialed into this one as I've ever been. How fortunate were we that we didn't have the baggage of a cowboy game on masters Sunday, like to ruin all the, the good feelings we probably had about DJ. Got to think it wasn't accidental. No. Or a Texas game, for that matter, on Saturday. And uh, I thought it was pretty convenient how many SEC schools were like, uh, we're just going to fade back into the bushes here. Mizzou yeah, included. Uh, you know, I bet you wish SMU would have uh, taken the weekend off, KJ. We'll get there, oh, sir. Okay. We will get there. Not my fault you picked them. I don't know why you have to do it to him like that. We just started the podcast. So there's a reason we, there's a reason we save these kind of stories for the end. <laughs> um, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I said that Dustin Johnson would be your winner. It looks like I was correct. No, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to break the scoring record, but he did. He done did it to him. In layman's terms for someone like me who sees that and like everybody was, going low, if you will, um, or not everybody, but a vast majority of people were did have fairly low scores, you know, in the top five, top ten or so. Um, what do you think it was behind the fact that Dustin Johnson just showed up and crushed it like he did? Um, simple terms, he is, a, he is long and he is a complete player. He is not just a bomber. Um, he's consistent. And dude, like conditions out there were 
they were different. Obviously, this is a tournament that's normally played in the spring. Um, there was a lot of rain earlier in the week. They had, obviously, the delay Thursday. The course was soft. The greens were slower than normal. You saw a lot of shots holding that normally don't hold. Um, you saw some sick chips that were just like, you never see those. Like Sungjae, if you all followed like his final round, he was in the gr- final group with Dustin. Like he had some 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 chips that is just like, you'll never see that again at Augusta. Um, and dude, he just, he had what, four bogeys all weekend? Yeah. Uh, two of which were on Sunday. Like he's just a monster. He's the number one player in the world for a reason. Everybody, all the, all the hype was on Bryson. Uh, we can get to that in a minute. I, I've been trying to think of a new nickname for Bryson. I just, for some reason around my house, I've been calling him a uh, big baby boy, um, <laughs> which I don't think is, I don't, it's so stupid. It doesn't even make sense, but he just looks like a big baby it. out there. He looks like he's he just, always retaining water at all times. Yeah. Dude, he is like the poster child for like creatine water retention, like just facial bloat. That's, you know what? You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I was like, what's going on with his face? Oh, it's the creatine. Yes. Anyone who, uh, that's a thousand percent. Yeah. DJ is a monster. He's a machine. He is an emotionless, uh, totally, totally void of any human emotion or personality uh, for that matter. But he's the best player in the world and he, he showed it. Um, conditions were, were ripe for scoring. He's a good irons player. I mean, we can talk about Bryson. The rest of the field is, was scared shitless of Bryson. They're trying out 48-inch drivers. They're walking around with track, trackmen, whatever, the you know, swing trackers. They're all scared shitless of Bryson, who's going to re, you know, redesign the whole world. And they asked DJ on Thursday or on Wednesday, like, hey, did you try, have you tried a longer driver? And he goes, no. I'm the number one player in the world. Like, I don't need any of this shit. I'm confident I'm going to win the tournament. And he did. So Bryson is just a big baby bitch. How much? I mean, what, granted. What a pathetic the, performance. And then, when, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you, ahead. but as he's being interviewed, <laughs> if he's in, as he's in Butler Cabin, he's just talking about how dizzy he was all weekend. You know what? That's unacceptable. Yeah. That is not a, that's just a weak excuse, Bryson. Mm-hmm. I know that's a hot take. Someone who's a mental health expert's going to come at me for that. I don't even care. You, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse. That's like, it's like every boxer who loses a fight that says, Oh, well, I came in with a broken hand or, you know, I, I tweaked my knee last week. If you don't say it before the, before the fight or before the round start, you can't use it as an excuse. And, uh, and I, I've just had enough of big baby Bryson and big, big baby. <laughs> I wonder how much, I mean, we see the content that he puts out himself, him talking about, you know, 40 yard carry and all this bullshit. Like I'm okay with that, like mental strategy, but, and, and he knows what the media will do with that little bit of information he puts out, but how much of like the hype and the bullshit and the odds and everything, like, it's not like he was holding fucking Connor McGregor press conferences but we act as if he was doing all of those things. And he wasn't talking like Brooks Kepka level shit either. Like he just was being Bryce and DeChambeau. And then everyone else ran with it, you know, wrote all their headlines off of it and then enjoyed like booing him to high heaven when he completely shit the bed on Thursday. Uh, and, in in his defense, you know, uh, I'm going to do a lot of defending of uh, SMU ponies today. I can already anticipate in his defense. I mean, 
he climbed back into it in a respectable manner, but he just played like shit all weekend. For him to make the cut was a shock. Um, there I were believe- three or four different chances for people to fucking push him over the ledge, and it just didn't happen. So, you know. He was uh, ultimately defeated by his playing partner Sunday, the the great Bernard Longer, the German machine, the oldest player to ever make the cut, I believe, at 63, and also Larry Mize. Did I see the note correct about uh, Longer that his average drive was the lowest of everyone who made the cut or maybe the lowest of everybody over the weekend? And yeah, he- someone tells me he didn't have 400-mile-per-hour ball speed. Perhaps there's more to golf than that, Bryson, you big baby bitch. Now I'm just angry. Yeah, dude, chill. You got, I'm sorry. Uh, you got Vikings Bears on as we record. Yeah, I apologize. I've I've had one Campari and I'm just too lit. Oh yes. Like I feel there like you're go. bringing the level of heat that needs to be reserved for like Patrick Reed. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, Bryson really has never done anything too obnoxious. I, I guess mean, obnoxious he's slow maybe, and. But- <laughs> Nothing on Patrick Reed's level. I hate Patrick <laughs> Reed. I, he stinks. Who was he, he playing with on Thursday or Friday? Um, was Paul Casey? I think he was playing with early on. But I will say they both had matching like Nike color schemes going. Dude. And I don't know if that Nike was intentional doing? or what. I liked yeah, the brown bad. and black look. But I didn't like the look of like these two shoe salesmen that were walking around the course. <laughs> yeah, Dude, they look... They look like UPS drivers. They did look like UPS drivers. (laughs) I saw that on Twitter. I don't know who to credit, but it's very accurate. As someone who, I can make that joke as someone who worked at UPS. I'm allowed (laughs) to make that joke. Many of you aren't. Um, I just got to say, dude, like, it's always, it's so funny because, like, Brooks Brooks Kepka, like, does, like, his pre-Masters post, like, you know, a couple days before where he shows, like, his layout of all the Nike gear he's going to be wearing. And he's just like, fuck, you know, I don't know what he says. He's like, yeah, ready to go, ready to, ready to take all the Masters. It's like, dude, none of that looks good. All of your style is trash. Well, obviously, Patrick Reed didn't look, doesn't follow him on Instagram because he would have seen that I'm wearing the same shade in a different <laughs> style. It's just, it's just poor. It's it's, it's on Nike. Cool. Nike has somebody out at the course. They could have fixed that immediately. Uh, and, and so I, I just don't know how you walk around all day long, basically matching. Uh, your, I, I don't know what you call your, your partner, whoever, whatever, whoever you're paired with. Um, Rory held in there, but I guess my other question would be, aside from how great Dustin Johnson's weekend was, do you get to Sunday and feel any bit of letdown? What's like, I know I've got master Sunday morning, but then it was in the bag. Like, no. And here's why DJ obviously has a history of letting, uh, leads on Sunday slip away, especially at majors. Yeah. It's been a while, and but yeah, I knew. Okay. So who is behind him? He had JT in striking distance, cam Smith, the Aussie with just the absolute best trash dash on the, on the tour. Um, and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Sung JM. Yep. And Sung JM is as pure of a ball striker as there is on tour. And Cam Smith is like, if you remember him from the Ryder cup or from the president's cup, excuse me, he took down JT on Sunday in singles, uh, singles matches. So you knew he was game. And then when D I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be like, you know, DJ going out, start to finish, looking like he's got it. Like I knew he was going to wobble, and he got the wobbles out at the right time. Um, 
But I thought for a minute there, Cam Smith, like he was hitting some freaking crazy shots. And I was like, dude, this could be, you know how it is back nine, of the, back nine of the masters or excuse me, the second nine of the masters, like anything can happen. The question I would have is if there were patrons on the grounds and Cam Smith is hitting these shots and you hear these roars, would it have been more likely he could have spooked DJ mm. where in this case, you know, because that that's the golf course is famous for those big roars that reverberate around. Um, you know, who knows? I, I DJ did have those two early bogeys, but when he came back, I think it was five and he made birdie and came back with a par on six. You know, after that, he was pretty much in cruise control the rest of the way. And it was a little disappointing that the the, the second nine wasn't very competitive. But, you know, more power to, to DJ. He, he got it done. I think everybody appreciated that it got done, you know, being that it still was an NFL Sunday. It was like 2 p.m. and it's wrapped up because going into the like Saturday, they're like, and if we have to play on Monday, it's going to be a 10 degree temperature drop. And they're finished at two. And I guess, you know, that had a lot. DJ winning had a lot to do with that, that they could you know, wrap things up fairly quickly. Yeah, DJ, DJ wasn't really in doubt. And then, you know, you don't have to hang around Butler Cabin to watch DJ give a, a, a wooden and laconic uh, speech. So, you know, everybody flipped back over to Red Zone. It was wonderful. I mean, I did watch Butler Cabin because why is Randy not wearing a shirt? Uh, man, this this is – there's a lot going on here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, Tiger and his 10? Yes. How I, I missed all of it. How did this happen? So, he gets to the infamous 12th hole to par three uh, over Ray's Creek. Uh, this is where Jordan Spieth um, famously lost the tournament in 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also where like four guys on Sunday hit it in the water last year, helping Tiger. Last, yeah. So like they have like the, the, your Sunday pin position there is like front right. And if you are short or if you have too much spin on the ball, it's going to spin back into the Creek, into the water, like no doubt about it. And then you have to hit a drop. And then you have to drop and then hit, you know, a like a pitch shot over the creek again. And uh, Tiger said the wind changed on him, which is kind of funny. I mean, I, he's I believe him, but it's just funny how he how he puts it. But he said the wind changed from the time that he committed to hitting the shot, and um, he hit it anyway. He was kind of I think he was flag hunting last year, if you remember, the pin was there, and he took it over the bunker. He went middle of the green, which is the smart play. This year he didn't do that, and. Rolls back in, he drops, hits a hits a wedge, too much spin, it's short, it rolls back in. So he's uh, in on one, out on two, hitting three, in on three, out on four, hitting five, uh, into the bunker, the back bunker, behind the green. Mm-hmm. Terrible lie. He's got like this awkward stance, and you know, he barely he can't even bend over. So he's like in this awkward position. He blades it, he blades it into the creek. Uh and does not get up and down, so he has a 10. But proceeds to birdie five of the next six holes, Jeez. which is absolute psychopath-level stuff. To- <laughs> yeah, nobody did that. It's, it is really something that Tiger has never in his career as a pro golfer and as somebody who's been on tour for, I don't know, 25 years now, has never made a 10 on any hole ever. Could either of you make... going absolute scorched earth, burning five of the last six. It was... <laughs> 
classic big cat. Dude, and those aren't birdie holes. Like, no, nobody. Bobby, those aren't birdie nobody's holes. making birdies down the stretch. Like, not, not. I don't know if he birdied 17 or 18. I think I think he birdied 18. But like, he got 18. Yeah, he got 18. You don't see that very often. Out of I don't know, I'll give you five times to play that hole. How many times are you shooting a 10? Zero. Zero. The the bunker shot that that he had. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny, and and it's funny you mentioned that, Dave, because it just now makes sense that his his back is so messed up that like he can't. The stance that he took was so wacky and difficult to begin with. It would be difficult for any golfer, but with somebody who like just doesn't bend right, it it was. Uh, he would have been better off like putting it into the middle of the bunker from its current lie, and then shooting from there. I don't Perhaps. Shoot, but, I mean, you know, as opposed to putting in the bad. water. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Last year, last year, uh, this is where t- the tournament absolutely switched. I mean, you had Molinari, I believe, on 11 going into the water on the par five. Uh, maybe that wasn't 11. Either way, going into 12, like Finau, Finau goes in the water. Brooks kept good, and the group ahead of him goes in the water. Uh, I think Molinari went in the water on 12. And then you just, Tiger just played the smart play. And this year, he just went for it all <laughs> and took, took, uh, took double digits. Uh, you got it right. Contenders Brooks, Kepka, Finau, Molinari take dips and Ray's Creek on Sunday, paving the way for Tiger's fifth one. Yeah, it was uh, Jordan Spieth. It was surreal last two. year. The 10, man, I, I was like, dude, please stop showing this. Like, I was serious. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch this. I'll have to go back and see it because I didn't see it shot by shot. Um, <laughs> you want to go ahead and hit uh, NBA or you have anything else to wrap up the Masters? Uh, let's see. Are we done with golf I'm, I'm until excited to get the masters again three? in six months or five and a half months? That'll be fun. I'll, Dave, didn't you have sandwiches delivered to your house? Yes. How was that? Oh yeah. My buddy Clint, uh, had masters tickets and they were doing the thing where if you had tickets, obviously they weren't allowing patrons. They gave you the option to have the food delivered to you. And so they would, they sent like he and he was nice enough to say, "Do you want this? I don't want it." So he just sent it to me, or he had it shipped to me, and they gave me um, a tub of the the pork barbecue, which was very good, a tub of the egg salad, and a tub of the pimento cheese, which the pimento cheese was excellent. Um, I'm not a pimento cheese connoisseur, so it could be just okay, but it was good to me. And then uh, a bunch of bags of the, the kettle cooked chips, the cookies, and the uh, the popcorn. Which was really good, and yeah, it was kind of it was cool. Oh, and most importantly, like a stack of cups. Yeah, Masters twenty twenty. Oh, nice. Which nice. Uh, next time we're in studio, hopefully next Monday, we'll uh, we'll pass. I'll bring some for y'all. But they, uh, it was cool, man. It was first class. Like, you sanitize them. I will sanitize them. I promise you. Would you have paid one hundred and fifty bucks for it? Hmm. If it was my, if I had never been to the Masters, yes. Yeah. Had I been before and enjoyed all that stuff, no, absolutely not. Fair, very fair. I think it would have made a hell of a gift for somebody who you know would have never gotten a chance to get to the Masters. One hundred and fifty might be rich, but if that includes shipping, like I could sell. That's a tremendous. It's a tremendous gesture that your buddy sent that to you. That yeah. is, that's really top notch. We'll send him uh, one of the first TMD shirts. We'll send him a mouse pad, Micah. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Remember that bit? <laughs> yeah, I still people still DM me about it. At Mike Weiner. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. Yeah. 
Hey, before we talk NBA, can I talk a little bit about our new sponsor, Headspace? Ooh. New sponsor alert. Ooh. New sponsor new- alert. Boom, 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 boom. Guys, life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's where Headspace comes in, okay? It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. I particularly like that one. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions. Their members swear by. I can vouch for those. And for parents, Headspace has even more many morning meditations you can do with the kids. KJ, how about that? I cannot tell you how uh, psyched I am about this uh, new sponsor. Uh, I am a big, big proponent of uh, uh, positive mental health action, and uh, Headspace is right at my alley. Their approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I'm a big fan. KJ's a big fan. Uh, Will DeFreeze, you might know that name from Circling Back. I know he is a big fan. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and it's over 60 million downloads. That is absurd. I didn't know it was that many. Over 60 million in one. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash circling. That's headspace.com slash circling for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal out there right now. Check it out. All over it. Oh, and guys, by the way, it's headspace.com slash bang for us. Bang! Headspace.com slash bang for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash bang. Bang! And that app looks good on the home screen. I'm all in. You got to get Headspace in your thumb zone. Speaking of bang. If you do. The NBA. The uh, last tie-in there, the design of that app, what's that look like? What logo would that remind you of? Looks like a little basketball. Maybe a Phoenix Sun, if you will. Wow. That's good. Uh, Chris Paul, CP3. You remember that guy. He's been traded from Oklahoma City to Phoenix for Ricky Rubio, Kelly Obre Jr., two other guys. And uh, a first in 2022. 2022 first round pick. (laughs) Not 22 first round picks. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I I know that, I know OKC has accumulated a lot of draft capital, but that is. It's probably 22. Uh, It is the 2022 first round pick. Um, What, what is, what are your thoughts? Is, is, does this make Phoenix a contender? Does this make Phoenix a playoff team? Is this a big upgrade over Ricky Rubio? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, I concur, yes. If you'll remember, Phoenix went undefeated in the bubble and did not make the playoffs. So, yes, they're going to be – I think they're going to be a playoff team even without Chris Paul. Now, he does have a uh, monumentally bad contract. It's absolutely massive. And he is, what, 36 years old? Mm-hmm. I think he's but 37. 37. He took a bunch of kids in OKC – uh, what did they? Who'd they lose to? The Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Played them well, man. And 
Dude, he's still got something left. Now, I don't, you know, obviously that can all change overnight. Like he can slow down, but uh, he's going to free it up for Devin Booker, which is pretty scary yep. if you're a Western Conference team or a Western Conference fan. It's really the the impact here. The biggest impact is probably on the big man. Yep. Uh, you know, Chris Paul turned uh, DeAndre Jordan into a $20 million a year guy just running pick and rolls. And that's something that – what's the the guy's name from Arizona? Aiden. Don't forget. DeAndre yeah, Aiden. Aiden. Um, you know, Aiden has – he's a very talented guy. And, and you could think – you can see that happening and being, uh, being a good thing. So – Interesting. I mean, I still hate Chris Ball. I don't really care for him. And uh, he's just hes not my cup of tea. Um, and, uh, dude. So, you know, what are you, what are you doing? I'm not a Phoenix fan, so I don't really care. Yeah. Oklahoma City just – Oklahoma City uh, – here's here's a hot take. Oklahoma City will win more games next year than Phoenix. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay. I don't I know just, if I agree, but I, 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 I'm going to think it over tonight as I'm laying in bed. Yeah, it might be reckless. Uh, the NBA draft is once one other there? note, one is other note right? on that real quick. I was thinking about oh, the yeah. fact that it's a 2022 first and I was trying to figure out, obviously they wouldn't give a 20 if they didn't want to do that, but why not next year? I don't mm-hmm. know if they own their own pick there, but I think 2022 is after the next CBA is done. But also I think that's when they anticipate being able to nix the whole uh, one and done or whatever it is, three, what, what's oh, the NBA? NBA, cool. NBA is one and done. Um, yeah. But I think they're looking to Nick set at that point. Um, leading that charge would be one uh, Bronny James's father, uh, who, you know, the rumor has it that he's hanging on just long enough for that rule to expire to allow the potential for one LeBron. How great would it be if LeBron and Bronny are just balling out in OKC in the Midwest? It's very, very possible. Um Although I would be more excited to see Frank Gore and Frank Gore Jr. play uh, in the same league at the same time, but uh, everybody loves Frank Gore. Quite possible. He's got a realistic shot of becoming the all-time rushing leader. We're not in the NFL yet, but I, it blows my mind to see his numbers. He's number three overall right now. Um, anyhow, NBA draft is Wednesday. Timberwolves have number one pick. Number two is I know the. Warriors have number two. Warriors have the number two pick. Yeah. Any interest at all in being a team that has a uh, which ball is it? Lamelo. No, I have no interest in in having Lamelo ball on my team. Although, from what I hear, he's gonna be the top pick. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of talk about trading in the top two or three. Um, You know, Golden State obviously is the the most interesting team because with uh, with healthy healthy return of their guards. They are an instant contender Mm -hmm. uh, with or without, you know, they could move that second pick to pick up a new piece. Or if they think there's somebody who can help as a rookie, Um, that's where the real intrigue is, I guess. Uh, I've I've also been told this isn't a historically great draft. So we'll see. It is very thin if you will, but I'm always intrigued and maybe it's because I'm in the Dallas market of the random euros that, creep their way into the top five, top 10, even prior to Luca. And maybe it was the Dirk effect, but I know when the Gasol brothers made their way into the league, I was a little bit excited about that. I think that's what attracted me to being a fan of the Grizzlies at the time. Just like this thought of, Oh, it's another seven footer that can shoot a three. Um, so I, I, I'll be interested to see which euros do get drafted and, and where they end up. But uh, free agency starts on Friday. Um, 
I think they're doing the same thing where free agency starts on the 20th, but you can't sign anybody. It's not December. It's November 20th. I meant, uh, but you can't sign anybody until the 22nd. I don't know why the NBA does this shit. That's how you get the Mark Cuban chair against the door story. It's very yeah. weird. I, I, you'd think that this would be a good opportunity to get rid of that loophole and just get rid of the moratorium, but apparently it's still in place. So, uh, have you guys seen the, uh, the Mavs rumors? Uh, uh Mavs the, they've got the 18th pick yeah. and, uh, there's some chatter that they might be looking to swing a deal for the Clippers, Lou Williams. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't <laughs> – I mean, the guy is a walking bucket. Yeah, but, he can score. Um, he can flat-out score for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that happens, but apparently there's a lot of interest in that pick. I don't know uh, – I don't know if this is a particularly deep draft. I feel like it's not. I would have heard more about it. But I don't know why. People want 18. They want that first-round pick, so – I um I mean there are the free free agents that are out there. I have no idea which ones are uh, um, likely to move or not. But I know Montrez Harrell's out there. Uh, I know I think Van Fleet will end up going back to Toronto. I'd be shocked if Harrell uh, goes anywhere. Um, but you've got people like Millsap, um, Dragic that are out there. There are other players. I think as we all know, somebody like a. Um, his name is escaping me. I'm trying to search and find it real quick, but uh, um, played for the Mavs. We sent him to the Celtics. He's a forward. Uh, Jay, Crowder? Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. If for some reason the Mavericks can finagle Jay Crowder back, because uh, I think he's up this year as well, they're missing yeah, that piece. He was Mon- good in Miami. Mm-hmm. Great. He's always been a great piece, but he's been shipped about six or seven other places. Yeah. He can shoot, he can play defense. They need that physical, like, you know, they need some attitude. He is the classic hate the guy until he's on your team guy. Yeah. Because he he's a, he mixes it up. Um, I liked him a lot. He was one of the better Mavs draft picks because, you know, they don't have the best history on um, developing their picks um, or – in the last, I don't know, 15 years, at least yeah. that was kind of the book for a while, but Jay Crowder, I thought he was, he was good. And he's, he's been on some good teams, man. Um, I thought he fit well with that heat team. Mm-hmm. I, I always forget that he's up and I, I think he liked his time here. Also, he's somehow connected to Obama. Just a fun fact. Hmm. Like his, his, somebody in his family is like, really, he's related somehow. Did he or play for Michelle's brother? Cause Michelle's brother was a, like Oregon state head coach, but I don't think Jay Crowder's that, older than that. I yeah. think it's, I think Craig. that's part of the connection. Yeah. Well, there you go. Let's say uh, political. Are you guys good to run through the, uh, the yeah, NFL? Let's do it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll lead on the way here. We'll go through some of the notable uh, outcomes. Let's probably start with Arizona 32, 30 over Buffalo, the hell Murray, as people are calling it. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Hold on. I should have used that in the basketball segment, but there you go. I'm just saying. uh, (laughs) A pretty remarkable game. We talked about this one last week, how we thought this is probably the best game on paper, and it turned out to be really thrilling down the stretch. Uh, Josh Allen experience in full effect, catching Mm -hmm. a touchdown, making a late drive down the field uh, before Kyler makes just an unbelievable play. And, of course, 
D hops goes up and gets it. Jeez. And you just, if you're a Texans fan, you just want to kill yourself. I'm sorry. This, this podcast has been really harsh on Houston. Um, a guest we might've had on last Thursday was specifically harsh. Um, I prefer to I shit on say, Memphis and Cincinnati. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say, dude, like between Harden potentially getting uh, moved out of uh, out of Houston, and then just watching Hop just be, oh, I don't know, the best receiver in football, like we knew he was. This is tough, and I and I'm I'm feeling for y'all. Did generic sports talk question here? The out, not the outcome, but. Watching this game or seeing however much you guys saw of this game, did it make you a believer, a, a bigger believer in the Bills or in the Cardinals? Cardinals. Because, but that's the, here's the thing. I'm already a believer in the Bills. Yeah. Um, I think that's where I'm at too. I, even if the even if they don't, Josh Allen, you know, has his bad. He has his, you know, his normal two or three picks. You know, one of them's really bad, but then he has like the the best throw of his career to Diggs. Like I that I don't need to see anymore. I know they're going to be a problem in the AFC. Now they're not going to beat the Chiefs, but they're going to be a tough out. Uh, the Cardinals, though, dude. Like I mean, this is Kyler's second year, right? It's I did not expect them to be this good and be competing for. I mean, dude, they're they're in the NFC West. They are probably going to make place. the playoffs. They're yeah, first place. That's the first place division in football right now. Yeah, it's. I think Arizona's the answer, and I think the NFC is much more wide open than than the AFC. Because as you mentioned, I, I don't see a scenario where Buffalo rolls over the Chiefs. Um, but Arizona seems like they can beat just about anybody. They. Uh, you got to give Cliff a lot of credit when, even when he was the coach at Texas tech, he came out and said, if I had the first pick, I'd take Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He's the best player I've ever seen. And it turned out like he's on, they're on to something there. Uh, the dude is, is really fun to watch. And that defense is pretty good. They make enough plays. They're, they're scary. Okay. Can I be, all right. If we want to do generic sports talk questions, hypotheticals, You've got a you got a max deal. You got to max out one of these guys. Um, no, Mahomes obviously is not in that. Uh, Lamar or Kyler? Who are you taking? Kyler. Give me Kyler, dude. I go Kyler too, man. He, the most amazing thing, dude, never gets hit. No, he just never gets hit. That day will come for sure. Just out of sheer bad luck and just pure numbers, a blind side or just a bad spin. It will happen, but I think I have so much more faith in Kyler's like mental poise than I do in Lamar's, and I don't mean that like in a cog, like in a intelligence manner, but like I think I see Kyler, and I don't see somebody that's getting rattled or pissed off or discouraged easy. And I've seen Lamar on the bench in the playoffs just be like, "Well, this sucks." Can I make a comparison? Yeah. And this 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 might be very, very bad. My comp for Kyler Murray is Dustin Johnson. They are both they both seem utterly unaffected by everything. They don't have much of a personality. I don't think Kyler has any personality. If you remember him during interviews before the draft, like he's just a guy who plays football and baseball. He that's it. That's his life. Uh so I'm going to make the generic sports guy tie in. And, and uh, since he won the masters and it's topical and compare him to DJ. Thank you. I like it. Can I admit Thank to you for some, my service? Can I admit to an offensive thought? 
Let's move here. Dolphins. Oh, uh, what? Win. You got I ended it. Dolphins win their fifth straight. The Dolphins, who I should mention, still have the Texans' first round pick. Jeez. Have now won five in a row. Uh, they beat the Chargers 29 21 in a, a battle of first round uh, quarterbacks. Dolphins are, are damn good. Uh, they're now six and three. And uh, I mean, they're just, they have a really good defense. And Tua, Tua looks great. Uh, Tampa bounced back. They killed Carolina 46 23. We lost Bridgewater. We he, lose Bridgewater. He McCar- is okay, though. Uh, McCaffrey apparently is out next week as no. well. Shit. Uh, Tampa is just loaded with talent on offense, though. I mean, Gronk caught a touchdown. AB came in and played pretty well. Uh, there's just scary. Like, th- there are a lot yeah. of dudes there. And I don't um, see a defense in the NFC that's going to line up and just embarrass them in the playoffs. Like, they may have a bad game like they did against the Saints. The Saints obviously would be the question of, like, hey, they got embarrassed two weeks ago. But I don't see the Saints doing that every single – like, if they line up played, again, they didn't do it the first week they played. I, I just don't see that happening again in the playoffs. So. Yeah, the Saints The Saints may be a bad matchup for them. The Saints may be the one exception, but I don't think – I think you're right. I don't think there's another defense. Maybe the Rams, but in the NFC, yeah. that's going to really, really shut them down. Uh, we'll um, see. Well, we got to, we got to, anytime we bring up the Saints and potential playoff matchups, uh, is Breeze going to, is Breeze out for the season? Like, I know he's not ruled out yet, but like, does, is this lung punctured? Did I hear that right? It I is a collapsed, lung. it is a collapsed lung. Uh, we'll move to the Saints. They beat the Niners 27 13. Drew Breeze left the game. He had three broken ribs already, and then he broke three more or something along those lines. And he has a collapsed lung. Here's uh, coming up at halftime on Monday night. There's a Drew Brees injury update. So maybe we'll find out here soon while we're recording this. But uh, that sounds bad. Yeah. I, I don't want to have a collapsed lung. I don't want a broken rib. That like makes sleeping uncomfortable. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, it's the Jameis Taysom Hill show. I mean, Let's I go. don't know. Yeah. I think we we're gonna get a lot of Jameis. He'll be eating W's left and right, perhaps. You know, of course, Teddy Bridgewater led them to five wins last year, so the Saints have been there before, and they look pretty good. Uh, the Rams beat Seattle twenty three sixteen. Seahawks again struggled on offense. Uh, the Rams defense is is awfully good, and Russell Wilson has been not great. Although he's you know he's really called on to do a lot of things, but he's yeah. got good receivers, and they have not been very effective. The last two or three weeks. I think there's been a and, little bit of a, sorry to cut you off there. I think there's a little bit of like what happened with Bryson DeChambeau where there was so much hype on him that whenever things didn't go well, it blew up on him. There was so much MVP talk for Russell Wilson at the beginning of this year when he was just doing insane things and their team was winning that when their defense just says shit the bed every single week, their run defense is terrible. Their pass defense is terrible. Like they gave up what, like 200 plus yards uh, actually, that wasn't Dalvin Cook with 200 yards, but they've they've just completely uh, effed away game after game defensively. And Russell Wilson's throwing picks on fourth down and deep balls and all these other like hell mary type situations that it's just you know he, he can't do it all. Yeah, um, this is a game I I didn't get to see, but I would have loved to have seen the uh, Ramsey Metcalf um, battle. I mean, because. I missed that. Jalen well. apparently shut him down. Like he had like three targets. 
Um, which is just, I don't know, at least when I look, maybe it ended up with like four or five, but still like I, it was just an all time bad game for him, I think. And um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Russ has all the weapons there. They still, their running game is always a thing. I feel like every year they have like, they have to bring in like a one year. It was, who was that dude? Sony was a Sony Michelle or was that, that's the Patriots guy. I don't know who I'm thinking wait, of. Wait, Seahawks or Lynch the... one year, pull him out of retirement. Yeah. To come. That they, might've been last year. Actually. That was last year, I think. And it was, <laughs> yeah. it just, didn't do anything. It's really it weird. weird. They'll get one of the uh, two back next week, though. A quick uh, Drew Brees update. Uh, ESPN Shefty said nobody knows exactly how long he'll be out. Two to three weeks, the most optimistic timetable. Andy Dalton practiced today, set to play on Sunday. Oh, come on. So uh, you got that to look forward to, Dave. Uh, well, and uh, then New England and the Sunday Nighter. Sunday night. Beat the Ravens in a, in a rainstorm, uh, 23-17. The Ravens, um, I, I just don't know about them. They, you know, they beat all the bad teams, and they beat all the bad teams by a lot. Uh, but this was a tough one. A, a big win for New England gets back to four and five, keeps them in the hunt for a playoff spot. But Ravens fall to six and three. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Cowboys uh, starting Dalton potentially. Uh, they are very much alive in the East still. Uh, the Giants, <laughs> dude, Daniel Jones, like, uh, went Daniel Jones on the Eagles, and I didn't watch this game, but um, judging by my Philly friends on Twitter, like, they're not real happy with Carson Wentz right now. And um, It was embarrassing how, how much better Daniel Jones looked than Carson Wentz. I saw, I mean, all that Red Zone would show of it, and Daniel Jones looked like a quarterback that, you know, you could build around for sure. Steve Slayton being back helped a lot, too or Sterling Shepard and Slayton. Yeah, for sure. You've been touting that receiving core, by the way, the entire year. And uh, I've got to give you props because they have definitely looked better as they've gotten healthier. But um, yeah, I I really hate, I don't want to watch Andy Dalton. I I really don't. And I'm guessing that they think they still have a chance and that Andy's their best shot. But like, how about you go with the quarterback who actually has a, has completed a a pass in the end zone. That would be Garrett Gilbert. Because I'm pretty sure Dalton doesn't have any. Yeah, it's uh, they've got Danucci doesn't. They've got what the Vikings next week. Um, one one quick note, and it doesn't really it doesn't matter about the Jags side of things, but the Jags Packers game I did watch a considerable amount of. The Packers are a really good team with a lot of problems, which is the most generic statement to say. But comparing them to like we just talked about, how good the Seahawks can be with a terrible defense. How good we know the Rams are, but Jared Goff kind of fucks off sometimes. The Saints are great, but Breeze, you know, may or may not be there. Tampa's good most of the time. The Packers aren't any better than any of those teams, but they don't have as many excuses. Aaron Jones was back this weekend, and the Jags looked like the Jags of like two or three years ago, where they muddy up a game, they make plays on defense. They have a lot of they have some turnovers and they make stops on third down and stretch a game out and help get a little what, bit of help out special teams. What do you think of about the performance of young Vladimir Luton? Oh, Luton! <laughs> wow, no one's no 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 one's saying <laughs> that. Legs. Come on! Um, I thought you were going to say of Miles Jack because Miles Jack's flop, uh, he got basically touched in the neck and he 
jumped backwards and landed <laughs> on his back and flipped over and like kicked his feet and, and got a flag. And then they waved it off uh, was, was the highlight of the game for me. But uh, that's, that's all I have on, on that. I just, I just want to put the Packers on a, you might be fucking shitty alert. God bless. <laughs> Let's move on to college football. Let's yeah. uh, Michigan. My big takeaways here, Michigan is just a goddamn nightmare. They got whipped by uh, Wisconsin 49-11 in an empty big house. They were down 28 nothing at half, which is the largest deficit Michigan has ever had in that stadium's history at halftime. Well, it's only been around um, a couple of years, right? Yeah, what a nightmare. I mean, I'm sure Harbaugh is going to be coaching the Jags next year somewhere, but oh, and not at Michigan. But how could things get that bad? They're 1-3. and three. They stink. Uh, South Carolina fired Will Muschamp, who walks away with like $15 million uh, thanks to buyouts. So I'm sure he's in a good place. Dude, I've got sources that say his wife is looking at houses in Westlake right now. <laughs> wow. Sources yeah. say. Sources then, say. Uh, uh, rumored for that uh, job KJ, are what, both what Hugh Freeze. Yeah, we'll get there in a quick second. Hugh Freeze and Coastal Carolina's <laughs> coach are rumored for that job. Coastal Carolina just tried to re-up their coach. Actually, both them and Liberty have. But Coastal Carolina's coach is like a South Carolina guy through and through from Conway. Um, actually, I think that's where the school is in Conway. But it would suck to be South Carolina, be ranked 15th out of nowhere, and you lose your coach immediately, which is likely to happen either way. Um, but if Hugh Freeze takes that job, we will spend off season digging through the files of the Hugh Freeze. Uh, not of the Hugh Freeze, but of the uh, – um, the what is it the president of liberty schools saga that that story will be retold oh uh I'm, his name is escaping me jerry call Falwell. yeah there we go ian mccall kept coming to mind that's the other liberty guy um which quick note on that lsu yeah well here we go darius guys former lsu running back sexual assault charges got cut from the re- the washington football team when those came up played at lsu Apparently those, those accusations came from LSU stories are being released now saying that LSU buried these similar to, uh, Baylor. I think the irony of the fact that Baylor's head coach is who Dave Aranda from LSU is quite, just quite great. Um, Lord. So jumping to the shit show that was Tulsa SMU, I will spend all of 12 seconds here. SMU pissed down their fucking leg and just absolutely did nothing against a team that was inferior to them. Uh, it was frustrating to see, you know, there were 20 mile per hour wins. I don't care. You were spotted 21 points and you couldn't figure out how to get the hell out of Oklahoma with a win. We did not do what we went up there to do. We did not avenge Herman Cain. We showed up and embarrassed <laughs> ourselves on national TV. We don't deserve to be ranked for the rest of the year. With that said, I hope they lose and somehow we still get to play in the conference title game uh, to get beat by Cincy again. Um, but it, it just sucks. This last year, same shit happened. We lose to Memphis on a big marquee game. Like we did to Cincy this year. Then you go and lose the Navy, just like this stupid game. All I hope is that we don't end up in the Cherubundi bowl to lose to fucking Lane Kiffin's dead corpse. Um, that's all I have on SMU. Wow. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Shout out to my big boy stack, which, um, was Baylor who, um, should have beat Texas Tech. These are two really bad teams. Charlie Brewer was absolutely annihilated at the goal line. I think everybody saw that. I don't know. He's he. I love the kid because he's tough, but, dude, 
They're just, they're not good. Charlie needs to retire. We, we got to get Charlie uh, out of the pads. Take it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he's, they got to throw in the towel for Charlie. I mean, what is he proving? What are they now? Did they, they, they lost that game, right? They're now one and seven. Yeah. They're, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to make a bowl. I don't even know how that works this year, but no. yeah. Um, All right. Quick tips. Quick tips. Uh, I'll just ask it the way I wrote it here on the on the rundown. Harden to the Nets? Thoughts? Uh, okay. Uh, I, I Hey, get him out of the West, first of all. I'm a fan of that. Um, I think it'll be a disaster, but it'll be one that I want to watch from afar because there's going to – if it's just Harden and, and KD, maybe, but you throw Kyrie in there, it's just – I don't know. It and seems he- like um, – too much ISO. And Steve Nash. He does not want that. <laughs> That's their coach. That's who has to wrangle that wrangle that up. Um, just reckless. I, I'll believe it when I see it. And NBA rumors are some of the best rumors, uh, I will say. You do get the most wild-ass rumors. You don't get this in the NFL. Like Tom Brady to the, the, the Bucks, like that, that was like talked about for a day and then it happened. Like you get some crazy ass trade rumors in the NBA, and I I love that part of it. Yeah, uh, you guys see the Nick Chubb play, where there were two pretty wild gambling moments. Nick Chubb breaks a long t- uh, apparent touchdown run, runs out of bounds at the one yard line. Cleveland won the game, I think, by three. Eighty nine percent of the public were on Cleveland at minus four and a half. So three and a half, three and a half. Oh, is it three and a half? Uh, Even worse. Whatever <laughs> the case, bookmakers were doing backflips because there was a lot of money that was won in Vegas on that one. And then the one which I think was even worse was the Arizona game where the line was either two or two and a half or no, it was either two and a half or three. Arizona throws the Hail Mary. They lead by two points. They take a knee instead of kicking the extra point mm-hmm. and fail to cover two and a half which has just got to be if, – if you're an Arizona fan and they – or if you bet on Arizona, they throw that touchdown, you are jumping up and down, you're screaming, and then they go take a knee and you lose by a half point, You that's brutal. That's a bad one. We did have a high school yeah. team. I don't know if you saw that clip going around that got into victory formation. They needed to run off two seconds of the clock. Maybe it's four seconds. I don't know where the team was, but – Basically, you're supposed to take the snap, waste a couple seconds, and take a knee. They took a knee immediately. The other team was in field goal position, kicked a field goal to win the game. So there were some heartbreakers on the weekend for sure, which did lead me to check in. Uh, Texas high school football playoffs will start the week after next. We are in the final week of the regular season for Division 6A and 5A. 4A and under have already began, um, including some random schools out there like you know Jim Ned, Salado. You know, those smaller places. But you will hear more Texas high school football in a couple weeks. You will. And I can give you a quick update. Uh, as uh, Duncanville did secure the district win uh, over Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill's good, dude. So yes. they're, they're both top 25 teams ranked nationally. Cedar Hill's quarterback is uh, going to Tennessee. He's awesome. Um, that dude is so mobile. They, they were, I mean, he was – Duncanville shut him down pretty good, but he made some plays that were just outstanding. Um, but yeah, so we'll be following them, the Panthers and Cedar Hill, actually, yep. as they, uh, jump into the playoffs and boxing to wrap it up. Okay. Did y'all see any of this? Did I turned it on once you told me to turn it on. And that was about minute 24. And then I did catch the Bud Crawford fight. 
So you had Bud Crawford, Kell Brook, but uh, the fight before it uh, was a title fight. You had uh, Maloney versus I can't even remember, I don't remember the other dude's name, but he was the he was the champion. They fought before, and uh, Franco, I think his name might be. Yep. Um, yeah, he he was the title holder. Um, Joshua Franco, Andrew up. Maloney. Okay, cool. Um, his eye swelled shut, and they ruled it an accidental headbutt. And then they proceeded to review said accidental headbutt for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And um, there was no accidental headbutt. And so you just had 20 minutes, 25 minutes of Tessator, uh, Timothy Bradley, and uh, Andre Ward uh, saying how, like, there was no headbutt. This was, they, they showed it like it was jabs. Um, and this, you know, they called it, they stopped the fight. And Maloney should have the belt, but they called it a uh, no decision. So Franco retains the belt, and it's everybody was mad about it because it's just classic boxing. Uh, but then that way ran into Kell Brook, um, Bud Crawford, and Bud Crawford had a pretty stunning knockout in the fourth round. Um, Kell Brook's washed, but he's still a, a good fighter with a good uh, good pedigree. But damn, that dude's a beast, and now he wants to fight Pacquiao. Yeah, I'll I mean, see it. he wants to fight Pacquiao for the bag's sake. I mean, just because Pacquiao is going to draw money. But we all know, as far as, I'm going to say this like a big boxing fan, but DeSoto's on Earl Spence uh, and Bud Crawford. They need to fight. Uh, I don't care if that means both of them fight Pacquiao at the same time, but those two need to fight um, sooner than later. I think you're going to, you got Earl fighting in December. He's fighting Danny Garcia. And then you've got, uh, if you get Pacquiao, Bud Crawford, and then, you know, they both get the bag. Then they go do the super fight for legacy. And yeah. uh, that'll be a fun one. I'm a Spence guy, but damn, dude, Crawford's sick. It's it's just embarrassing. When you see somebody piece somebody up like he did Kel Brook, and then, like, after the fight, to be like, it's okay, you tried your best. Like, <laughs> I hate when I see that in fights. Like, they go to the loser, and they're like, I understand. I, I know you're sad. I know you're sad, but I whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's always so awkward. And he didn't know where he was, dude. He's, he straight up asked his corner what happened. He didn't know what happened. He got hit with just such – he walked right into a right, and it was it was dirty. It wobbled him, and then, oh, man, ugly. Hey, you want to run it back, Micah? Uh, no, I, I didn't take any notes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I saw that. I just pulled up the rundown. I was like, this is empty. There probably will not be a run it back. But yeah, I had to hold the dog. She was barking. So if you want to run it back, I suggest this hit play. Just, just hit stop and then hit play. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do the pod again. Thank you. <laughs> Tell Anything we're, running else? On, we're running back on Thursday, right? There we go. We'll make it up. Thursday night live stream. We'll see y'all there. Watch media, YouTube. Good podcast. Thanks guys. We'll be back at full strength on Thursday. We will see you then. Good work. Bye-bye. I don't want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Get him big. God damn.